as an airline we make money when the planes are in the air not on the ground we want to be able to get all these diverse group of folks who are now coming together to try to do their specific function but also knowing that the plane has to push back on time so they come together for those 40 minutes they work together and they are on a live chat and they can basically troubleshoot real time to solve any problems they run into and if they need to engage anybody outside of that huddle they have the option of connecting back to our soc which is our systems operations control and getting additional help as well but we basically created this virtual flash mob powered through 5g which has made a big impact on essentially ensuring that we can turn our aircraft as quickly around as possible and continuing to be one of the most on-time airlines in the country. Welcome to the Restless Ones. I'm Jonathan Strickland. As you may know, I've spent the last 15 years covering technology and learning how it works, demystifying everything from massive parallel processing to advanced robotics and everything in between. Yet, It's the conversations with some of the most forward-thinking leaders, those at the intersection of technology and business, that fascinate me the most. When it comes to complicated industries that have to respond immediately to rapidly changing scenarios, it's hard to top the airline business. Coordinating operations is a monumental task, requiring cooperation and collaboration, as well as the right suite of technological tools. Vikram Baskaran's job involves identifying areas where the right technological solution can improve operations. Some of them are passenger-focused and some are more about back-end operations, but at the end of the day, they all have a huge impact on the business as a whole. And, as it turns out, on your experience when it's time to travel. I was eager to talk with Vikram about the innovations Alaska Airlines is exploring that are going to transform travel and make the process of going from place to place a more seamless, less stressful endeavor, all while meeting efficiency goals. But first, I wanted to learn more about Vikram's background. Vikram, I I want to welcome you to The Restless Ones. Thank you so much for joining our show. Yeah, thank you, Jonathan, for having me. Excited to be here. I was hoping you could tell us a bit about how you first got interested in engineering. I have always loved to build things, whether it was Legos as a kid or putting together paper planes or one of those model aircrafts. I love building things. So as I was going through high school and trying to figure out what I wanted to do, engineering kept popping back up as something which probably fits my areas of interest. So I started pretty early and stuck to my passion. One of the things I love about engineers in general is how they see the world as sets of challenges and opportunities and start to come up with solutions. And when I look through your accolades, I could tell that's very much the sort of engineer I would be talking to. Can you tell us a bit about how you made the leap into the airline industry? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Airlines have always been something I'd been interested in uh, as I started my career in engineering because I've had friends who've worked in the industry either flying planes or working for airlines, and I've always heard about the unique set of challenges an airline has. I don't want to date myself, but this was back in the 90s, and things were expanding. I mean, uh, more people were flying globally, more people were flying in the United States, and air travel was picking up quite a bit. 
The other aspect of an airline industry which fascinated me was seeing new places. So I love to travel and I have always enjoyed visiting new cities and learning about new cultures and eating all the cool foods. And so it kind of brought together two passions of mine, which was travel and planes. And the output of that was an airline. Kind of became a natural fit for me. As you say, airlines do present numerous challenges there. One of the most complicated industries that I have ever really looked into, when you consider everything that has to happen in order for operations to run smoothly, how would you describe your job to someone who's a casual acquaintance? Maybe you're at a get-together and it's not someone who's in the industry. How do you describe to them what it is you do? So simply put, I would boil it down to maybe smart connectors, I think would be a way I would explain everything we do from a technology perspective. The reason I use those two words is we are basically in the function of trying to connect our employees to each other to be able to turn an aircraft around faster, get an aircraft ready to fly out, ensuring that our pilots and our flight attendants and customer service agents have the right information to do their jobs connecting our employees to our guests who actually are coming out to the airport or are in the process of booking a trip. And bringing all of these folks together, as well as our management and our back office teams who actually support our customers and our employees to essentially one platform to solve all of these challenges and get our guests safely from point A to point B, while enabling our employees to deliver what Alaska is known for, which is basically our award-winning customer service. So I see myself and my organization as a smart connector who actually makes all of this happen. This is a great opportunity for us to talk more specifically about Alaska Airlines. Can you talk about the kinds of challenges and opportunities you see there? Yeah, absolutely. With Alaska Airlines, our primary goal is creating an airline people love, And the key here is creating. I don't think we'll ever be done, but we want to provide an airline to our customers and our employees, which can not only get you safely from point A to point B, but also deliver award-winning guest experiences and a place where employees can come into work and bring their whole selves to work and be successful at what they do. So a key part of doing all of this for us starts with safety. So we've been known for being one of the safest airlines, not only in the United States, but worldwide. So everything starts from the basis of safety to make sure that we run a safe operation for our employees and our guests. We then build on that to say, how can we keep our employees happy and providing them the right set of tools and capability to deliver the best guest experience? And then on the customer side of it, focus on providing them not only the self-service capabilities, we've all started to use quite a bit more over the last few years, but also connecting them to employees who can help out in times when they actually need some extra help. So it's a combination of all of these things is what we try to do every day. Well, and to get into some more recent challenges that the entire industry has faced, can you talk a bit about some of the things you had to address during the COVID pandemic and some of the solutions that you rolled out in order to meet very rapidly changing situations. Before COVID, I thought I'd seen everything because I joined United pre-9-11. And then, of course, there was 9-11 and bankruptcy. And, and then when COVID hit, it, 
required us to essentially build a brand new playbook of what we needed to do to keep our employees and guests safe and also function as a business which at a specific point down to very little revenue as you can imagine there were very few people flying and the airline industry is so critical for the united states as a whole but also specific communities in the united states like the state of alaska where air travel is essentially the lifeblood of specific communities and we wanted to make sure that we could safely keep flying between those destinations and providing the key service for the customers who need it whether it was a pandemic or not so there were subsets of our organization which we gave them the ability to work remotely so that was a big part of what we did we gave them the ability to do this from home for folks who came into the office or had to fly and work at our airports we wanted to make sure that we were giving them up to date information with respect to the pandemic with respect to safety with respect to anything they need so that they could feel safe about coming to work and actually flying to all of these different cities and continuing to operate Alaska Airlines even though at a much smaller scale. I'm not certain that my audience appreciates how complicated this is when you're talking about an airline because not only are you implementing these new tools in order to ensure safety and continue productivity but those tools have to work in a way that integrates with existing systems and doesn't break anything that's already working. For airlines in particular, being able to develop, test, and then deploy these tools is something that has incredible sense of urgency as well as an enormous impact if things don't go well. So can you talk a bit about how you oversee that sort of process? So the specific model we follow starts with who is the end user of a specific process or technology so it all starts there starting with the frontline is essentially the first step we do we are a very agile technology group so we are big into trying to essentially synthesize the feedback we've gotten from our teams and building out prototypes building out scale down versions of what we plan to implement and trying it out so every 2 weeks we would deploy specific set of changes get input from our frontline teams and see how it works a lot of them hit the mark but then there are other things which just don't hit the mark but this agile iterative process lends itself to one where we can learn quickly from our mistakes and pivot very quickly to meet exactly what the specific business need is whether it's for an employee or a customer i imagine you feel that that communication is a true key component to strategy if you want to get buy in across the organization whenever you're developing any sort of solution Absolutely. In fact, I think that might be one of the key elements of our secret sauce. We need the input from the frontline to build a tool which actually meets their needs but also solves the business problem in a clean and efficient manner. And going in with that open mind and having that open conversation and learning from the frontline teams has absolutely been a game changer for how we build our tools because the people we talk to then become champions and they talk to their counterparts who we didn't get a chance to talk to given that we are a 22,000 employee company my hat is figuratively and literally off to you for being part of that sort of collaborative process so it sounds to me like Alaska Airlines has a very productive and positive culture How big a part does it play when you're looking at innovations and having it integrate with say legacy systems? How do you ensure interoperability? That is definitely a tough one because we are a 90-year-old airline. We struggle with that every day on trying to 
take maybe the best of what we can take from the past, which has actually helped us get here, while trying to build something which is better and can support an airline which is rapidly growing. There have been specific cases where we have had to retire legacy processes because that just wouldn't scale in this current environment. There are specific things we did really well as a smaller airline, and we do the best to carry those forward as we are growing and recruiting more folks to join us and more new customers who fly us every day. But it's definitely one of the tougher ones we wrestle with every day. Conventional thinking says you have to pay more to get more. I want the world. But T-Mobile for Business uses unconventional thinking to deliver premium benefits for better ROI. From customized 5G solutions to 360 support, we help you reach your business goals right now. I want it now. Innovating to improve business today and tomorrow. That's unconventional thinking from T-Mobile for Business. Capable device required. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain planner features. See T-Mobile.com. Well, let's get to some of those exciting innovations. This is the sort of stuff that I get up early and I start combing through announcements. So can you talk a little bit about the types of technologies that are being tested in the Alaska Airlines tech incubator? So a big part of our innovation focus is on the customer experience as well as employee experience. When we look at newer tech, we want to make sure that it fits not only our airline ecosystem, but actually can help make something better. One of those is biometrics. So we absolutely think biometrics is going to speed up the process for folks who show up at the airport. And can we get you from the lobby to your gate in maybe 20 minutes? Why do you have to take out your credit card or driver's license? Other ways we can eliminate all of that friction through the use of biometric in very select areas to actually get you through the airport as quickly as possible while delivering a great experience. The other part which we are really looking to double down on is 5G and leveraging 5G to connect our employees and our guests because we want near real-time information. And uh, to be able to move a customer through a lobby to their gate as quickly as possible is going to require the best possible connectivity for not only our employees but our guests. And how can we leverage 5G to actually move us through all of these rapid decisions? Well, Vikram, you've said one of the phrases that lights me up because you've talked about 5G. So we have opened up that can. We're going to dive in a little further. Can you hypothetically walk me through what a 5G implementation might mean for a customer in the future if we're talking about this incredible connectivity with very low latency? The entire experience of getting to your destination starts the minute you wake up and you get your bags ready to maybe call for an Uber. So the minute you take out your phone and figure out, is my flight on time? How does traffic look to get from your house or your hotel to the airport? And of course, the things most of our customers hate is, how long is my TSA line going to be? Because the last thing you want to do is to get stuck in a long TSA line after having gotten to the airport early enough. And the thing we have found out through all of our customer research is the highest level of stress a customer experiences is before they go through security. How can we quickly essentially have them drop their bags off and get through to TSA? So the key there is 
leveraging 5G to actually give them close to real-time information on pointing them to the quickest backdrop, the shortest TSA line, and getting them past security. Once they're past security, they know it's a lot easier. You stroll up to the gate, maybe spend some time in the Alaska lounge, and then get to the gate and board when you want to board. And post-TSA, the other aspect where connectivity plays a key role is we want to be able to serve up specific experiences. Like you are a frequent flyer and you typically land up picking up a fruit and cheese platter at SeaTac before you get on a plane. Could we maybe give you an offer to potentially send you to a line where you can pick up something else to try or offer you something which is prepackaged at our lounge or say, hey, the lounge is pretty open today. Would you like to pop in and grab a drink? So leveraging connectivity to share that information with our guests to help them navigate their way through the airport pretty quickly is one. The flip side to all of this is the employees, knowing that my lobby is going to get super busy because the Uber line just went up with 40 new cars and I'm seeing huge families who are off to the Hawaii trip with four bags each. So giving the same information to our employees to meet the customers to seamlessly get them through the lobby is the other aspect of all of the connectivity, which we have started to tap into and leverage and see what we can unlock very quickly. Vikram, I I love this description because I, I have traveled quite a bit myself and anything that does smooth out that process is more than welcome in my book. Having this capability on the back end to inform the customer and to keep them able to make these quick decisions or or point them in the right direction, it's such a huge relief as a passenger to have that kind of information at your fingertips, something that's only possible because we're now in this era where we can connect to a fiber-like connection, but it's wireless, and we have the access point in our pocket with our smartphone. It's a complete game changer. Do you see other ways where this 5G connectivity is going to be helping the operation side? So less on the passenger side, but more on the employee side, perhaps when it comes to the actual aircraft and what's involved in preparing the aircraft for each and every flight, like turnaround of the aircraft, for example. So on the employee side, the one aspect which I did not talk about was actually turning the aircraft, where 5G absolutely plays an important role. Imagine a situation where you have an aircraft coming into a gate and a set of pilots and flight attendants who leave the aircraft to move on to do something else. You have a brand new crew showing up. So you now have a couple of new folks who have never really worked together in the past showing up at a gate. You have a customer service agent who is at the gate who is either giving out seat assignments, getting the last of the customers ready to board. And then you have folks below the plane who are in the process of loading up your bags and cargo and everything else. And you also have our technicians who might have to do some last minute service checks on an aircraft. So you now have created a flash mob of folks who have come together to try to get this aircraft back on time as quickly as possible. And as an airline, we make money when the planes are in the air, not on the ground. We want to be able to get all these diverse group of folks who are now coming together to try to do their specific function, but also knowing that the plane has to push back on time because each of their functions are very interdependent. And in the past, they would actually have to rely on either picking up a phone or a radio or walking down the jet bridge. Now all they do is they take out their iPad or their iPhone, 
use their 5G connection. And what we have done is we have created this virtual huddle for every single departure. So they come together for those 40 minutes, they work together, and they are on a live chat. And they can basically troubleshoot real time to solve any problems they run into. And if they need to engage anybody outside of that huddle, they have the option of connecting back to our SOC, which is our systems operations control, and getting additional help as well. But we basically created this virtual flash mob powered through 5G, which has made a big impact on essentially ensuring that we can turn our aircraft as quickly around as possible and continuing to be one of the most on-time airlines in the country. I know that the on-time departure metric is one of the most important that we look at when we're looking at airlines and having that capability is phenomenal. I'm curious, are there any systems in place where there are things that are an automated notification, like when a plane is approaching the point where it might need maintenance or de-icing, these sorts of things? Or is that still very largely a human-driven process where you know, you're know you using technology in order to communicate it and to address it? I was just curious where we are in technology along those lines. That's a great question. When we talk about a turn time, we've broken down that entire 40-minute minute by minute of everything which needs to happen, whether it's below the wing, under the aircraft, stuff which needs to be fixed, or all the different functions which need to be performed. Specific events here actually have triggers which actually ensure that we can meet our timeline. So if let's say you needed a specific set of bags in 30 minutes before departure, and let's say we missed that window, it automatically triggers an alert saying, hey, we're running behind and this is what's happening. Or our pilots are in the flight deck performing their final safety checks and they're like, hey, I've uncovered something I need fixed in the next 20 minutes so I can still make it on time. So it's a combination of manual and automated and in an ideal state, as we leverage more 5G and connectivity, we would be in a place to automate a lot more, but we are quite not there yet. I wanted to talk about another technology, multi-access edge computing. And I wanted to hear a little bit more about that and sort of the opportunities it opens up at Alaska Airlines. So I think a lot of this goes back to we want decision-making to be as close to real-time as possible. And I think the part where multi-edge computing actually gives us a big advantage is we can actually push it out to our edge devices and not always having to rely going back to the cloud or a data center to get specific pieces of information. This is one where we're still in our early phases where we are starting to build in more decision-making with our airport tools. When you have a technician trying to work on fixing a specific aircraft defect or trying to replace a part, we need information at the tip of their fingers through something like augmented reality where we've actually been running some tests on and pushing that information out to the edge where they can quickly make a decision and and move forward versus always having to rely on information going back to the cloud or data centers. So it's definitely an area where we are doing a couple of proof of concepts and we are very excited about the possibilities there. Well, you've mentioned augmented reality. I was also curious if Alaska Airlines has been using mixed reality, such as like virtual reality in the process of training pilots, for example. Is that something that the company's looked into? Uh, Not the pilots, but we've definitely looked at trying to leverage uh, virtual reality for training some of our customer service agents, because this is a scenario where we have folks who have either performed a similar customer service function, maybe in retail or maybe in a different industry, 
but might not exactly translate into a setting of a gate where you're trying to board a flight, you have lots of customers trying to get into an aircraft in a very short period of time. Are there things we can do to actually simulate what a gate environment would look like through a virtual reality where they actually, before they essentially work their first flight, they have the option of experiencing what it looks like when you have a gate area packed with people and maybe an aircraft running five minutes late or maybe there's a snowstorm in Seattle. And how does all of this happen? And as a customer service agent who's probably going to experience that a first time on the job, you're trying to prep them better by giving them a situation through virtual reality where we throw specific cases at them to say, this is what happens where you have an overbooked flight and you're trying to get somebody on or you are now trying to announce that your flight is going to be 20 minutes late because it needs to be de-iced. So that's another area we've definitely looked at so that we can enhance the experience and essentially equip our frontline teams better when they actually do their jobs. That's fascinating. You know, Vikram, years ago, I talked about how psychologists were using virtual reality in order to do a type of immersion therapy for people who had certain phobias and being able to introduce them into an experience that was traumatic for them, but they would know ultimately that they were safe and yet their body would still go through the physical reactions they would have if they were put in that real situation. I think it's a brilliant use of the technology. Yeah, absolutely. And this is the other one where we can engage our frontline teams to get feedback on how we can make this better, because we want that experience as they go through the training to be as realistic as possible. And virtual reality has actually been a good one for us to really look at and and start to help our customer service agents build that muscle and be able to deliver that experience. So definitely an area where we are looking to do a lot more in. Wonderful. Well, as we look ahead, what plans or initiatives does Alaska have to impact or improve the airline industry, especially as we look towards this ambitious goal of becoming carbon neutral by 2040? So Alaska officially, we had declared publicly that we do plan to be completely carbon neutral by 2040. So the one thing we've started to do quite a bit, and the first step in our process was looking to see how can we efficiently get from point A to point B by leveraging technology to actually fly not just faster, but actually fly more fuel efficiently. Because in the past, it was all about how quickly can we go from point A to point B, and fuel wasn't really considered. We implemented this tool called Flyways a couple of years ago. And what it does is it looks through a specific route, let's say Seattle to JFK. And in the past, it would look for specific waypoints and an efficient route to get you there, but fuel was essentially a byproduct of the type of plane you flew and all of that. What Flyways does is it actually does that real time. So it actually looks through the entire route we fly and optimizes from a fuel perspective to actually have the lowest fuel burn possible. And it not only does it before the plane takes off, it actually does it real time as the aircraft flies through. So anytime you encounter weather, which is now going to cause a change, it computes based on fuel efficiency to find the most fuel optimal route. The other aspect of what we are doing is looking to see all the specific areas where we are essentially putting more carbon into the environment. Sustainable aviation fuel is a big part of that. So it's a very small part of our fuel supply right now, but SAF, as it's called, is predominantly in up and down the West Coast, where we do have suppliers who provide that is a completely carbon neutral fuel. So this doesn't add any net new carbon into the environment. 
And that is one where we've been partnering not only with the federal government, but also smaller suppliers who are hopefully will be able to scale up their supply over the next few years to essentially provide us 100% of our fuel, which would make a big step in us helping get to carbon neutral. So that's what we're doing on the air. Uh, on the ground, uh, we are looking at the same thing of uh, potentially swapping out our vehicles which burn gas to electric, as well as automating other processes which we can to start to rely less and less on fuel. We're also looking at all electric aircraft for the smaller stage distances. So this is not the Seattle's to JFK. This might be the Seattle to Portland or the Seattle to San Francisco. And there are specific startups who are actively looking at electric aircraft and trying to partner and understand how quickly that technology can be brought to market and commercialized so we can actually either retrofit our existing planes or swap out our fleet for something more electric for especially the shorter stage lengths. Wow, that's phenomenal. Before it was time to say goodbye, I had to ask Vikram one more thing. What do you believe is the most misunderstood technology? I think I'm going to go with a more general answer. In the past, I've had business partners or folks I get to work with expecting technology to be the silver bullet. They think you implement a technology and all your problems go away. And I think it's a recipe for disaster. I think it always starts with understanding the business problem, building a robust process to solve for that particular problem, and then figuring out how technology can either automate your entire process or elevate your ability to get there. And I've seen it flipped on the side of, hey, I found this cool technology and I want to implement it and all my problems are going to go away. And that has led to nothing but failure on top of failure. So I do think people who aren't as close to technology look at it as technology is going to solve all my problems and it's not. It's a good answer. Vikram, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. It has been a real pleasure. Yeah, thank you, Jonathan, for having me. It was great chatting with you. I feel like the airline industry is one where it's really easy to see when solutions are working. We experience it ourselves as we navigate airports, find our way to our gate, board a flight, and try to track down our luggage. I'm sure we all have experiences that were hectic and stressful. I feel like the solutions Vikram was talking about, using a combination of employee interactions with passengers and automated systems transmitted through 5G connectivity, those are all ones that are going to have a noticeable impact on how we experience travel. There's a huge ripple effect too. Passengers will have a more pleasant experience when they travel that will build customer loyalty. Alaska airline staff will be able to meet customer needs more efficiently and operations that weren't really possible before 5G rollout will help reduce choke points. And the thought of a future in which electric aircraft may be used for short flights is a really intriguing one. I definitely hope that works out. On a personal note, I've already seen the benefits of incorporating wireless technology with the airport experience. Being able to keep track of a flight status, including whether it's at the gate that's printed on your boarding pass or maybe somewhere else, that's enormously helpful. I can't wait to see the next steps in that evolutionary path, and 5G is really what makes that possible with its low latency and high throughput. I can only imagine the kind of passenger experience I will have in just a couple of years. 
Thanks again to Vikram Baskaran for joining our show. Make sure you check back for our future episodes in which I'll speak with more tech leaders to find out how they approach leadership and leverage technology to meet company goals. I'll see you then. T-Mobile for Business knows companies want more than a one-size-fits-all approach to support. I want the world. So we provide 360 support customized to your business from discovery through post-deployment. You'll get a dedicated account team and expertise from solutions engineers and industry advisors already right now. I want it now. 360 support that's customized for your success. That's unconventional thinking from T-Mobile for Business. 